Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Trident Wargaming episode. Uh, I'm Andy, and with me is Jason once again. Yabba dabba doo. Going good, obviously. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so today's an, another bolt action episode, um, which is uh, pretty cool. We haven't done one for a little bit here, so. Uh, we'll jump on that again and try to go over a few things and whatnot, uh, our plans of, of what we're doing for, uh, I guess, our continuation of our Stalingrad campaign. Yes. So you guys are waiting for that. Well, this is kind of our uh, little think tank session on that. And then, of course, we'll, you know, we got other stuff going too, but... Um, not a deep tank. Don't worry. <laughs> it's a shallow pool. <laughs> oh, too good. Too good. Um, but yeah, as you know, as always, what's on the hobby table? My hobby table, sir, is chock full. Getting ready for this uh, battle, I decided I don't want boring old Russian infantry mm-hmm. since I have the option to take uh, 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 what do you call them uh, people's militia okay. peasants with weapons I want to do that so I have 36 on the table I finished 20 like uh, a couple days ago so I have 16 left nice and I want NKVD scaring the crap out of the people's militia behind them uh, that I got to paint up. So I got uh, another 20 of those guys on the, technically 19 because I did a test model. So 20 left or 19 left to go. Nice. And three uh, uh, fresh off the factory, you know, uh, with uh, uh, factory worker uh drivers and operators uh t-34s that i have to finish that's right they have (laughs) they they still got the primer on them (laughs) oh yeah yeah they are yeah it's it's uh literally uh they they primed them they had like a factory number slapped on them and they they sent them out some legit with the the crew that was building it hops in and drives it into the battlefield. So that's what I'm going to have. So I'm working on all that. What about you? What's your hobby table like? Uh, I'm a mess. (laughs) 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 Um, right now for bolt action, I, uh, I got to actually kind of go through and build some transports. Uh, for this army, the uh, armored camp group. Um, ah. So 
Gotta, gotta get a whole bunch of those transports done for the German forces, plus go through, uh, I guess like my, uh, kind of my Blitzkrieg um, miniatures and whatnot in order to make um, the uh, the forces for this, this army. Sweet. So, um, yeah, it's just the, it, the, the way the army is, it's slightly different. I gotta take these Panzer Grenadier squads. Yeah. And I mean I don't have to take them, but it's very fitting to to this battle. Um yep. but anytime I take one of those they have to have a transport. Hmm. So um the are half you gonna tracks... do Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Are you gonna do the half tracks or are you gonna do uh uh just some trucks? Some opals. I, I thought about it, but I don't have the models for those. Um, so, uh, yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure that I have a warehouse full of Hannah Mags somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta gotta quickly assemble those and get the airbrush out and get going on them as well. Um, nice. And then, yeah, like revisit my my Blitzkrieg miniatures, like infantry that I had. Uh, previously built and got the main colors on and then kind of go through what I need because I think it is yeah so in these squads these um, Panzer Grenadier squads uh, they can have two LMGs uh, uh, yeah the NCO can have an SMG and then um, I'm actually able to upgrade three other members with SMGs as well um, oh jeez! But I don't think I have done that, so it's more of just the the light machine guns, which yeah, for Germans it's it's a lot of firepower having two of those in a unit, right? So yeah, that's big time. So that plus uh, my new Stug that came in, ooh, uh, nice the light howitzer on it. So that's another kit I got to build. Um, I do have a. Pioneer squad that I gotta fancy up to. So it looks like I'm probably gonna be buying some more Blitzkrieg Germans. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't think I have enough. But um, yeah, and then there's uh, I'm essentially making this whole army. <laughs> um, the Panzer IV, uh, early war oh, Panzer yeah. IV as well. Which it is built. Just got to put on some uh, some hatches and you know that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. But I'm hoping nice. I'm hoping I'll be able to you know tackle that and at least get the main colors on it and then uh, continuously work on it. So. Um, but yeah, there's that, and then there is. Um, my winter Germans that I had been continuously working and installed on. <laughs> uh, I just was able to spray up actually um, mm. the main colors on uh, the other infantry squad plus uh, machine gun teams, mortar team, and then a couple of uh, observers and stuff like that, spotters. So, Ooh, cool. Yeah. So it's a lot of the same colors that I'll be spraying my other uh, Germans with. And then, you know, got to go in there with the brush and yeah. throw on some London gray on the pants and start filling in details, right? So, 
Um, Detailed them all up. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a nice you know way to kind of do it little by little here and there, especially with like all the pouches and the belts and all that stuff. You oh, uh, yeah. like I usually have a selection of like maybe ten colors, and it's like, okay, this is a tan, this is a brown, this is a darker brown, this is more of a whatever, right? And uh, once it's all kind of thrown on the actual model, it all comes, you know, uh, and uh, makes it look really, really good considering I've been trying to, like, match it up with pictures of equipment. Nice. What, what, you know, the colors. And then I change it up a little because there's always, like, not everything was the same, right? So. Yeah, I mean, some, some gets, like, weather damage, so the mm-hmm. color fades or or darkens depending on what happened or it's from a different fucking oh different uh, factory <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> different uh, factory or uh you know yeah the whatever whatever it is you know there's lots of lots of color variations yeah no for sure and uh almost with any historical um you know miniatures i kind of do that as well right like I just did up some um, uh, Napoleonic English British forces there. Yep. And uh, you know I got the reds and the grays for their pants, but all the pouches and stuff at the back, it's like, okay, there's there's going to be some a little bit of changes here, and maybe the grays will play around where I'll make some a little bit lighter than the other, right? Yeah, so, totally. But uh, no, it's pretty good. It's fun. I uh, I have I've been really enjoying painting um World War Two minis and uh and now going on to you know some Napoleonics coming from you know uh, armor plating from like Space Marines and Titans and and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Into the cloth into the cloth. Yeah. But your your color theory though, all the, the work you did with colors on uh, Space Marines and whatever oh. else will play to your advantage, really moving into Napoleonics. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's it kind of uh, got my own little, you know, setup of of how I do my colors, and and I try to try to stick with like you know your darker undertone, and then your mid, and then your light, and then if I want to go that next step to make it even brighter, I'll. You know, do a fifty-fifty mix with white in the last color I did, but you got to watch out with that because like you'll get pink if you use pink. red. You know, <laughs> pretty easy, yeah. So an orange yeah. might be better, right? So, um, but yeah, it's it's overall it's pretty fun, and uh, even just having uh, resources for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I just messaged you today about that book I got. That book, yeah. So that'll yeah, be pretty sweet. cool. And uh, I did that with the Germans too. Um, actually, it's the same company that does the publishing for Warlord Games, the Osprey. Osprey oh yeah, yeah. Publishing. I uh, I got on a couple of their like Men at Arms. Yeah, it's a good series. So Germany from thirty nine to forty five, you know, book four, the Eastern Front, right? Sweet. So it gives you it gives you info and pictures and stuff and some colored pictures, which is nice because you. Just uh, you can use that all the time, right? So 
and it's the same pictures that they actually use in Warlord books, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably pick up some Napoleon ones like that too. Make nice, a collection. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun to look at too. Oh they're, yeah, they're they're decent books. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're they're good. They're small, like they're there's not much to them, but there's enough in them to yeah. make it well worth it. So yeah. But uh, I know uh, painting up these uh, uh, partisans. Yep. You're talking about, uh, you know, uh, having your ten colors or whatever. <laughs> uh, I was not. Uh, it was kind of fun to be a bit free. You know, not often in World War Two models am I like reaching for the pink paint. Mm, yes, I I will make a lime green color. <laughs> I, I'm putting polka dots on this headscarf. <laughs> I don't get to do that with a lot of models, so it was kind of fun to, uh, you know, I think I had 30 or 40 different paint colors out just. It's like a palette cleanser. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, uh, but... that's, that's the one thing with the World War II stuff is you, uh, you're playing around with so many earth tones that, oh, yeah. okay, you know, the colors that you've used this for this British army, and now you decided to do a French army. Wow, it's almost the same, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. slightly different shades. Exactly. Yes, different enough that people will call me out on it, but not so different that <laughs> it feels very different. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. 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 But. So. And then, of course, you know, we obviously both of us have kind of did some terrain work and stuff, right? So, yeah, still, um, still plugging away. Yeah, and we uh, we uh, actually did some terrain work, and uh, I know I punched out some uh, Cerisa Precision, you know, MDF stuff for uh, the the tank war event that had just passed not too long ago. Yeah, uh, which will be covered in another episode. So, um. But uh, just overall, it was a lot of fun. So, and it was quite successful, which was great. So, yeah, it was super fun. So, yeah, got a lot of people pumped too for uh, <laughs> bolt action, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Was, yeah, we had a, a pretty full house for uh, comparatively for our regular meetup. Yeah, we had we had 12, 12 people, and that was including me. Um, you know, running it, um, 12 people there. And, uh, there was quite a few characters kind of coming around, you yeah. know, checking stuff out. And then there was one player that I was able to rope in and, uh, he took my spot for the last two rounds and, or last round, I should say. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, 13, it was pretty fun, pretty cool. And I do know there's, a, there's other players in the community. There's more that would come out, but circumstances. So, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, definitely going to be doing more of that kind of stuff um, and try to up the scale of, of the kind of event, you know, maybe bring get some sway going, stuff like that, make it an actual larger thing. So yeah, but this is a perfect uh, toe in the water kind 100%. of thing, you know? Yeah, 100%, 100%. So... But, um, yeah, terrain kind of goes along with this mission too. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, 
I'm working. I got the table. I'm, uh, you know, I, having airbrush issues right now. So I'm, but uh, so I might switch it up. I don't know. See how angry I get at my airbrush. <laughs> uh, get that base table done, and then uh, uh, bridges. I'm printing off two bridges. Nice. Uh, that I have to do, and then I think I'm. <sighs> Pretty good on all the stuff on the village side for this scenario. I might do uh, something here or there, but that will be because I'm crazy and decide that extra work is <laughs> fun. But I, th I think I have it covered. It's the bridges and the, I mean, the table obviously is the most important, but the, and those uh, bridges are pretty important for this scenario. Yeah. If I get those done, I have everything else uh Ready and then, of course, paint my freaking army. <laughs> but I'm almost, I'm getting there too on that. So, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get a lot of pictures and uh, post them on the on the page and whatnot in the episode following, uh, you know, this kind of thing. So, uh, but for those guys who who are not sure what we're actually talking about. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we do have a couple other episodes previously about our our campaign Stalingrad, and uh, we've done two missions, and quite fun. Uh, I loved them. I they're I really it... good. They're really good. Um, they were different and refreshing for for playing. Um, you know, bolt action, right? So, uh, the first one was the last bridge over the River Don. And yep. the second one was the Dawn Crossing. Of course, there's rivers that you got to deal with and bridges, which was pretty cool. And uh, Jason had uh, some fancy, well-done terrain for it. So uh, that was very pleasing when I stopped in and was amazed at how, look, how <laughs> good it looked, right? So um, thank you. And then, yeah, then like just little extra things where it's like, you know, oh, you have some boats that you got to use in your army. Okay, well, 3D printed some boats and yeah, but a bing, but a boom, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> you know, it, not too much work. No, but it made a big difference when playing the game. It felt more legit. Yeah, for sure. You know, having those boats, we could have just used a marker or a token and that would have been fine, you know, a poker chip or or printed out like a on a piece of paper. And that would have been fine, but it's a little bit different when you have the actual uh model. It makes it feel yeah. a little bit a little bit cooler. And uh I I did notice um because I was browsing Cerisa Precision, um they actually have those boats there as well. And it looks oh, yeah. like they actually fit the whole squad. Oh, nice. So that's pretty cool. I might have to order some Actually, of those. They're cheap, right? So Yeah. But, um... Totally. But yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Because I'm sure there's other missions that use that kind of stuff. But, oh, uh... Yeah. So we're doing the third mission, the third scenario. Uh... Spartanovka, I believe, is how it's said. I probably butchered it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... Probably. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this very is... go ahead. In in the very north of uh, Stalingrad, there, right on the very uh, outskirts, 
at the uh, factory there. Yeah. And if you, it's on page 27 of the book, uh, there's a map, but uh, if you actually go to the back, I believe, where the campaign kind of thing, I think it's uh, maybe 168. You can see like there's a, an actual map of like the areas that you're fighting over. And it's definitely on the north side there by the uh, factory district in the northern suburbs, I believe. Yeah, you know what? This, uh, this book is uh, full of great maps too, by the way. I don't know if we highlighted it. Highlighted it. Me talking. <laughs> me talking good. Good thing this is an audio format. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, it's well done. I, and then I've noticed that they've upped their game with that. In the in the books after this one, yeah, they, the more maps and more detail and stuff, which is pretty cool, right? So, yeah, I know I harp on the books like, oh, they're so they're amazing, but they are so. Yeah, it's actually page thirty five has actually even better map. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, because it says so right there at the very top. You can see. I'm not even trying to say it. Oh yeah, yeah, right there. That's pretty uh, cool. Right yeah. there, so you get an idea. Spartanovka, yeah of what uh of what they're talking about and in this scenario they talk about the uh i'm not even saying it river and the volga river you know yeah <laughs> the machetica yeah. river oh my god that's where all the uh, bridges are going across <laughs> and uh, the one flank is entirely made up of the volga river so it's it's uh completely it's literally blocked. right on the edge yeah yeah Oh, that'd be cool. So, so that's kind of a a fun Maybe. little detail. Fun to see it on the on the zoomed out uh, map. Yeah, we both have uh, we both have train tracks, so that's pretty cool too. So, the one the one side by the river, yeah, has the train tracks. But it's pretty neat because it's um, the deployment is slightly diagonal. Um, and, uh, you know, your edge of your deployment's actually probably pretty close to each other, probably like 12 inches. Well, actually the deployment follows the river. So you have to be, I believe it's at least six inches away from the river. And that's what that line's following. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, really that's your deployment zone is, uh. Whatever shape you end up having for your river, it should be roughly straight. But your guys have to be six inches away from the... Uh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. From huh. the river that goes roughly in the middle of the board. Yeah, know. so it's pretty much like a neutral zone, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the whole shabazz. That's the... Uh, the the shtick is that you're trying to get across the river and I'm trying to push you back across the river. So and it's um the German force is uh could be pretty mobile if you want it to be. Um that's the kind of whole plan with this is to give her and get across and take some territory and hold hold the territory to the end of the game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where is that? So, so the Germans 
actually both sides. So this is actually a larger point game than we're used to. Yeah, fifteen hundred points. Yeah, really jumps it up. Yeah, so, so it it definitely it definitely does, and it definitely allows you. I think they did that for for that specific reason is is transports and um for at least for the german side Mm -hmm. um but as for the soviet side because you have the soviet factory theater selector yeah so i get a lot of uh you're gonna have a lot of bodies aren't you (laughs) a lot of bodies a lot of terrible at fighting bodies but i also as part of the scenario get 24 inch inches worth of trench works yeah yes that's right Uh, and i can start the battle dug in which we've discovered makes it very difficult until you get up close and personal yep so uh, what it really does is it it forces the german player to move if you try to sit back and shoot at me hoping to move in at the last turn you're just gonna lose. You just can't win that way. Yeah, it's it, your not, numbers are not pretty with high. me dug in. Yeah, not with me dug in. If I'm dug in and you're shooting at me, my count is down, even if doing other things other than moving. Yeah. And so and you're shooting Europe, at me, isn't it? Like when you go down and you have dug yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I mean, you're shooting at me probably on sevens if you're staying at the other. You know, mm-hmm. every time. You're shooting at me at sevens. Good, good luck. So that's what I mean. It really forces you to move towards me, and my guys are terrible. So you're going to want to do that. <laughs> no, uh, but sure. I do have a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the list right now, and it, it's fairly different. I mean, you're you're getting two artillery guns, right? Yeah. And. Uh, Two vehicles from the the tractor factory T thirty four. Oh, sorry, you misread that, sir. You get two uh, choices of vehicles, and you're free. Instead of receiving a twelve man squad yeah. of infantry, you can receive a X another T thirty four factory tank. Yeah, I was getting the the, the makeshift <laughs> defense force, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just roll them out. Uh, the fun part about those tanks, though, is that they come with a built-in defect. Mm-hmm. You get to choose uh, before the battle, and there's three of them. Uh, I, I forget the names off the top of my head, but one of them is uh, faulty optics, so my range for my main gun is cut in half. Uh, one of them is... Uh, like uh, factory worker operators, whatever they called that. And essentially, uh, I take pins from everything, if I remember correctly. Oh, probably. And... Uh, yeah, I can't remember the uh, specific... And one of, one of them is that... And the third one is that... Uh, I think it's even on a... A superficial hit, I, it counts as a penetrating hit. So it's that one. I do not. I am not taking that one on any vehicles. Yeah. So yeah, it can be a 
So you and you also have the option of two free inexperienced thirty-seven millimeter AA guns, which I which I was looking at, and I would a hundred percent do. I think if I had the models. Yeah, that's a lot of firepower. They don't even make them. <laughs> Warlord oh, like... doesn't even make them. Ugh. No, that's so I think that's to... one thing they need to kind of catch up on tackle. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's gaming companies do that all the time. So it's yeah. you know I'd rather them put the option out, yeah, and not have a model than to not have the option and not have the model. But at the same time, in this scenario, I it's not really an option for me. I don't I don't know where to get it. So Fair I'm enough. just going with the third uh, tank. But uh, yeah, those two. I think it count basically as a. Uh, uh, auto cannon, which would have been pretty nice, but yeah, some uh, probably make some short work of some light vehicles and stuff. Yeah, transport vehicles would be feeling the <laughs> so it's definitely an interesting list. I mean, you also do get a, a Frontenac commissar, yeah, which will can. help my inexperienced uh, troops fire at uh, you know, without that penalty. Uh, yeah. For being inexperienced, which is a big deal. So uh, it's really helped me in the past. I really like that commissar for that. It takes away half of the negative of, you know, of of having inexperienced troops. Yeah. So, and, and really, uh, because Soviets get to re-roll a failed morale check anyway, that also negates part of the hazards of having inexperienced troops so so uh it really makes that kind of list more viable definitely yeah it's uh it's going to be an interesting fight that's for sure <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm going to have enough um you know enough forces to actually fight off the amount of, of forces that you have. But uh, it's going to be, I think, fast and ugly real quick, though. I think so. Yeah, you you know, you do bring a lot of firepower. You know, you have a lot less guys. You, I'm assuming we'll have a lot less guys. Yeah, for sure. So I think I'll have over 50. I'll have about 60. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, so my... Here, let me pull it up here. So my list uh, actually has four infantry squads, which are all in the transports, plus two medium machine gun teams. So, I mean, uh, tons of machine guns, right? Yeah, with two in each squad, two, two light machine guns in each squad yeah. as well. And then the Panzer, or sorry, the um, Pioneer Squad. The Hanomags have the LMGs as well. Or the MMGs. MMGs? I think they're LMGs, but you might be able to upgrade to MMG. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to look here. Um, but yeah, the Pioneer Squad will have a light machine gun and a flamethrower within it as well. 
which is mm. a, a classic combo for squads like that, you know, engineer squads. It's a yeah. pretty, pretty powerful combo. Um, what else we got here? Which will really make short work of my dug-in uh, yeah. uh, troops. So yeah, the Hannah Migs, yeah, flamethrower for sure. So I'm sure it'll be one of the units targeted first. Oh um, man, every everything in my army <laughs> is just that poor flamethrower guy. He, so he's going to be get, filled with bullet holes one way or another. He'll get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> and then the Panzer Four. Yeah. So um the how with the howitzer on it. Yep. So uh that'll help to clear out uh, infantry. And uh you said you had two tanks, right? Yeah, I got two tanks. Oh your Stug. Your Stug with the howitzer. Right? You got one of those early versions yeah i have a um light it's a light anti-tank or not light anti-tank light howitzer on it okay so so you'll be able to put out quite a bit of uh templates actually and a lot of uh, machine guns yeah there'll be uh be pretty de amount, decent amount of firepower. And I'll be able to put out quite a bit of uh, anti-tank fire. All terrible, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be, be uh, an interesting fight. And it would be pretty neat to see how it actually all works out. Just due to the fact that... Um, these aren't normal um, normal armies that we usually, you know, actually run, right? So, no. So it'll be it'll be nice. Uh, it'll be nice to see, and because I score point, we we both score points the same way by getting troops for every unit on the opposite side of the river, we get a point, and for every unit destroyed, we get a point. So uh, it, it will kind of, uh, you know, I I should hunker down, but I'll be thinking constantly about if there's uh, an opportunity to exploit a, a break or a weakness, I, I'm going to be trying to push for it, which I like. You know, if it was a, just a standard scenario where it was, uh, you know, just for kill points, I would obviously just hide out in my bunker. Near my no, that's trenches. true. That's true. I mean, but you know, uh, if if I can get you know a squad over and get an extra point and here or there, plus hopefully kill some guys that you know, or even just make you step back a minute, you know, to to try to stop whatever I you know. Well, that's I, that's the whole thing too, right? Like maybe one of my vehicles gets knocked out on the bridge, right? Yeah. And now yeah. what? <laughs> now it just slows me down, and and who knows? Like uh, it, it's again, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because you have, you literally have the three avenues of crossing over, and 
That's it. The rest is impassable. You either do you either um, you know do you either do you split your units up in order to cover all three to try to get over with the risk of not having enough support, mm-hmm. right? Because like I can thin my forces out pretty pretty quick by doing that, right? Yeah. Um, there's other options, you know. You got to think of too, like, do I push with the ta- the the main tanks first to use them as cover, and uh, you know to push to bully their way through, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Like taking the chance that you know, okay, your crews probably aren't going to be that great in the tanks and stuff, or you know, um, inexperienced this and that. Um. So we have to worry about if they're going to take out my tanks on the bridge, then I'm a little hooped in that, in that matter, you know, I might have to double back or try to push through if I able to, um, you know, might have to disembark and just shuffle the infantry through, right? Who knows how much space there really will be. Um, but, or do I just, you know, decide, well, it's a road. I'm going to just zip right up, get out, try to, try to get some cover. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of options to think about and tactics to, to kind of think about now that I'm actually talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no easy answers. That's what I'm liking so far about the scenarios. Oh yes. Yeah. It's, they're fun. Uh, Ultimately, like as we start going through these other ones, I mean, I, I I did look, and there was like a Romanian force in the back here too. So I'm assuming they're in some of these scenarios as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I may have to find some minis for that. <laughs> nice. Might have to talk to my friend about maybe even 3D printing some stuff. Uh, resin yes. printing that is. But... I believe actually there was an article on, uh. Warlord uh, website this week, this week or last week about oh making Romanians using uh, kit bashing uh, several kits. Oh, that's interesting. I, th- I, so I that's, missed that one. <laughs> that's timely. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of things to think about for sure in this this one. Uh, there is prep bombardment as well, so that is definitely going to take a big effect. Yeah. In the game. Yeah, that's um, uh, Germans launching it at me. That kind of uh, evens it up a little bit. If you get lucky, uh, and I have to keep my head down for a turn. True. You know. And there's a lot of units, so this is a big game, so your odds of getting a hit on a vehicle or something are, are significantly increased. So knocking out a tank is a, a pretty decent option. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And then... Uh... I mean, the game duration is like six turns. So, I mean, that's that's actually a fair bit of turns to go. And then um, you can play an additional turn on a roll, of course. So, mm-hmm. could get pretty dicey. Cause by six, that's, 
by that's six pretty much turn. <laughs> oh, sorry, I keep uh, cutting you off there. No, it's all good. Um, yep. I was just going to say by six turn, if like if my forces are not over the bridges because they're being tied up, then you know it's kind of like okay, what did I do wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What I figure is going to happen is that we're go both going to be decimated, and one or one of us will have gotten randomly a guy or two uh, <laughs> a almost dead squad on the other side hiding behind something and like a officer and yep. that's pretty much going to be it you know well our last uh, our last the two last two scenarios um they got they got really uh definitely bloody um yeah so the last one where I had to cross the river with the boats, uh, there was a lot of mishaps and uh, um, furious engagements on both uh, both flanks. I know one flank I kind of swept in, and then the other flank like failed to get off the bank and just got crushed. Yeah, that so, was uh, that was rough. So I don't know how my forces got to this point because Jason beat me in the last two missions. <laughs> he got yeah, to the bridge yeah. on the first one and and blew it up. So to be to be fair, we're talking about uh, a company, a platoon, to a company size, mm -hmm. out of uh, army groups. So our our engagement in the grand scheme of things doesn't count for a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get that set up here in probably uh, in a few weeks' time. Give us some time to get stuff prepped and ready. As we're yeah, working on yeah. Stuff. This one, this one, I think more than most, ha we have a lot of prep. Yeah, yeah. For moving sure. forward, we should be able to pop in to some of these other scenarios a lot faster. Because they use forces we already have, and especially now with us painting up a, a storm as well, yep. for just for this, we already have the terrain based, you know, uh, for the next couple of scenarios in the bag. So, yeah, so a, lot, a nice. lot of them use the same kind of same kind of terrain, similar terrain, and then uh, yeah. So once we get this. Well, yeah, they're important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is pretty neat. Pretty neat for yeah. terrain because, like, we don't, uh, except for maybe just recently, at the shop there when we, uh, when you made the that uh, big hilltop. Oh yeah, but we haven't really played too much with like different level kind of terrain, right? Like, rolling no, even hills at, and stuff. Even at my, uh, on my game table. I have hills and I try to keep them. I like the undulating ground. Yeah. But I don't usually play with a big beefy hill. But I mean that's I mean that's obviously an important thing to have fight over. That's uh <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I think that's something I have to amend in my uh terrain collection. But first it's bridges and uh <laughs> and cities fair enough fair enough yeah later on it gets 
to the gritty to the gritty city Stalingrad tractor factory and all that kind of stuff so yeah. um which uh, I do have a big tractor factory set so nice that should be that should be assembled and stuff this year <laughs> it's one of the things on my Projects. list to get done so um just got a lot right a lot uh, a lot of minis still in boxes to to work on and then uh just to get them out out of the boxes and on my displays or on the battlefield pretty much mainly yeah and then uh, uh, i will say that this uh these scenarios have motivated me uh to get moving on stuff though aka oh. i wouldn't be printing three uh or uh two bridges so that i have three right now for my terrain collection you know yeah i wouldn't i i wouldn't have had a be building a city fight table you know i and i probably wouldn't be uh painting 36 people's militia <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know so uh, 100%. It, it's true that's definitely motivating me to get uh get on my butt and paint yeah <laughs> for sure and uh and speaking of that like you know don't don't forget too that you know yes we are working on this this kind of stuff but we also do have you know other projects on the go for for warlord games bolt action all that stuff too right like oh yeah um you know we were talking off off air there uh about just some possibly some futuristic um not futuristic, but future uh, armies or, or forces, and and one one thing came up was uh, we don't really see too many, you know, African desert kind of forces being played, really. Yeah, not at our game. No, area. It's, it's it's mainly Americans. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, it was Russians and Germans. Yeah. And then it kind of switched to British, like Canadians. Yep. And then now it really is just like American, American, American. Uh, and I am guilty of having an American army also. But yeah. also I have a Soviet and British and Canadian army too. So I guess I fit all the categories. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't think. You know, there uh, we did have one guy that played uh British eighth army. Uh, but he's hasn't been able to come out in a while. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually been a long while, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, and then one of the other gentlemen had, uh, the Western Germans as well. The, uh, Western desert there. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that was it. There was never really a big, no, which is funny because that's always one of the armies I I had in my head when I first started playing was nice. I I wanted to do Africa Corps and and uh, uh Eighth Army Desert Rats yeah 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 so, yeah and I, and I ended up getting both of those myself um, yeah. I know I started pre-assembling the 
Oh, duh. We're uh, Dustin has an LRDG. Yeah, the long range. Yeah. Yeah, he has a sweet. Well, that was one. Of, that was one of the first armies that I went up against for you know against Dusty, right? Which is was, was pretty cool because it's a uh, it's um a very specific um army actually. You don't don't really see it off. Not too many people play it, and uh, he he's played it. And he plays it well, so you know it's tough. There's yeah. a a lot of machine guns in that army. Yeah, and very, very fast. So yeah, which is pretty cool. But uh, but uh, yeah, we we certainly don't see we don't see the nobody's uh, the the group overall hasn't uh, clamored to that no. theater. I I'm would like curious. To... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go, you're, you go ahead. Well, I'm just I was gonna say I'm curious what the makeup of other you know, groups in other areas are like if they're what the percentage of uh, you know desert theater or even Pacific theater because that's another one. Oh yeah, really underrepresented. You know, there's a few people that have Japanese armies, and a few guys have Marine armies. Uh, a Dustin again. Uh, I have all these armies. You realize that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't play them so yeah. often. Enough, that's so. that's the thing though is it's it's just you know it's um, I have them all. It's just uh, just a matter of getting them all assembled for sure. But um, but it's true exactly what you're saying. You know, it's it would be interesting to see what uh, other gaming groups have for like a majority of their forces, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm curious. And uh, yeah. I think that's what kind of attracted me to like playing the French. You know. That uh, nobody has them. Nobody. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, being able to feel them and and whatnot, which is pretty cool. And then. Uh, but then you got to get harassed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do get harassed a little bit sometimes, but uh, I usually, I usually give a good fight. So, <laughs> yeah. So the French aren't a bad army. That's the funny thing. Yeah, they're they're pretty decent, especially uh, in early war uh, conflicts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they they don't do too badly. Yeah, and that's it's a matter of getting the even uh, the even fight is the <laughs> down. True, true, and that's uh, that brings up another point. Um, that's kind of what uh, we're trying some trying that out at the local shop too is um, setting up uh, you know weekly kind of um, different eras of, of of armies to play. Right, a lot of times we were just kind of. Hmm dropping in with whatever armies we brought and we'd face off kind of things. So it'd be nice to, uh, nice to get some of those, you know, smaller tanks in there and, uh, you know, auto cannons and stuff like that. Right. Your yeah. Early, early war equipment, the funny stuff sometimes, you know? Yeah, totally. You know, and most people have, uh, multiple armies, you know, it's, so it's not that crazy to say, this week is uh, 
uh, early war, if he got early war, uh, we're trying to set up as many early war fights as we can. And yeah. most people will be able to comply, you know, especially the infantry. The only thing that changes is, is some of your equipment options sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's fairly easy to accommodate. So really, even if you think maybe you don't have an early war army, that's not specifically what you set it up for. You could probably make it make it work, and the other guys should uh, forgive that. Uh, well, actually, the ponchos from 1944. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they'll forgive you for that. Uh, if you give them a fun early war game with your late war Germans, you just don't take some of your you know, uh, some of the equipment, you know, you change the equipment up a little bit. So it's going to be mostly rifles, you know, instead of uh, throwing in uh, assault, assault rifles. rifles. Yeah. You know, yeah. when some of your tank options are different. It's uh, yeah. it's neat to do and like, yeah, like how, how you did it last time actually at the shop there where um, you're, you know, it's nice that you're able to come down and, and set up things you know pre everybody come in and then uh you had some decent missions picked out from the scenario books so i got a plan for this week too nice <laughs> so yeah it's it's just it's it's nice to change up uh because ultimately in bolt action like there is a gazillion missions just in all these books and Granted, you know what, like the mission is specifically for this campaign book with specifically with these forces, but if you go over the mission and you change some of the parameters to fit, you know, that gaming night, then you'll have no problem, right? It's, it's, uh, it works out most of the time and, uh, it's, it's just fun and different. Yeah. You know, you know. As long as you're open to the fact that maybe this scenario won't work out, yeah. you know, it's it's not the Olympics. You will be okay if you get beaten. If there was an unforeseen circumstance that uh, got in the way, <laughs> but uh, like even this scenario, you play with equal forces. the The objectives are similar for they're actually the exact same for both sides. The fact that the one side, the defender, I guess you would call them in if you weren't doing German Soviets, the defender gets trenches, but the attacker gets prep bombardment. Uh, 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 so that kind of evens out. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not that bad right here. <laughs> the one we happen to be talking about can be made fairly easily with a, a little bit of uh, fernangling. Oh, 100 percent. If it any situation, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, there's probably a thousand times where a factory-like or industrial area was attacked across a, a river, and it really doesn't even have to be that. It it's just a river with three bridges. Yeah, that yep. is your, you know. Yeah, with so, enough uh, terrain, you can create some pretty cool, you know, scenery and and scenarios and stuff like that so and uh and then it allows us to try out these scenarios um which in turn you know down the road 
when it comes to events, you can have an idea of some different um, different missions and scenarios that uh, would bring a little bit of spice to to the gaming, right? Yeah, because um, uh, I know unlike ourselves, like not everybody obviously doesn't have all the campaign books. You know, um, people are are pretty much into what they're into for for the games. If it's just games that they're playing, pick up games, or maybe they are those history buffs that want to play the scenario books, right? Stuff like that. We've seen a lot of that. So, and you see a lot of that in the communities, and you you know on all the other yeah. pages too. So, um, you know, props to everybody who's trying that stuff out and making custom terrain and just having uh, you know a uh, lot of fun doing it and playing it that's it's awesome to see in this time and age kind of thing and uh we all know that you know bolt action especially here bolt action is is, is definitely taking um uh you know a flight a lot of people are into it you know some come and go but there's always a lot of new guys kind of jumping in and getting involved and uh mm -hmm. no it's awesome and if you can bring these scenarios to the table and have a good time with you know new and old players you know all the better right so totally and then uh of course all the new stuff that they keep coming out with and new books and uh you know uh combined forces and all that stuff that they're going to be coming out with here shortly actually because it's on pre-order um you know it's i think it's just going to make things a lot better and a lot more entertaining um because i know you know with all the games that that i'm playing and i'm into ultimately like i don't know the historical games i'm having a lot of fun with so yeah no i'm uh I'm hook, line, and sinker, apparently. But uh, <laughs> that's always been my shtick anyway, even when I was playing uh, 40K and, and other games like that. I I would make armies that were oh, yes. know, in that universe, but were quasi-based off of our history. You know what I mean? I remember a certain Praetorian Guard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, even the fantasy-based uh, army was uh, Empire, so that's yeah. kind of my shtick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It looks and they look great. Like armies are all painted up and stuff, and that's what it's about, too, right? It's uh, you know, build it, paint it, play it kind of idea that we, our motto that we always tend to use. So, um. And it's great because a lot of new players are, are like jumping all over that. Like we have one new player that just got into the game and like two weeks in, you know, half the army is painted already. It's like, oh, so. I know. Oh my god, I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast. Slow down. You're making me look bad. <laughs> But all in all, it's all good fun, and uh, we keep having fun doing it. So, but then hope so. Hopefully, you guys are too, and uh, hopefully, you're enjoying these episodes. You know, uh, going forward, obviously, we'll have more. I think uh, I'm gonna probably 
stir up some uh, tactic talks and stuff as well. I uh, just got to plan some episodes for that kind of thing. Maybe get some other parties involved and have a multi, multi-party podcast. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. So Andy. yeah, um, <laughs> and I talked with our our one friend Cam there about uh, possibly going over the Chinese army in the one of the the campaign books. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's the only guy that has really played that. So. Um, I'll definitely touch base with him and get that plan and going. And it's just stuff like that, right? Some of these other armies that uh, need to be showcased as well. So excellent. But uh, but again, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for for tuning in, and hope you guys liked this episode. And uh, you know, obviously, go check out our other ones if you're interested. Um, we're all over the place with different games, so um, you know choose your fancy (laughs) (laughs) so again thanks jason for for jumping on again here with us no problem so it's always a fun time hashing out uh tabletop talk so the deets on our uh scenario here oh yes (laughs) (laughs) it'll be a good one it'll be good one. lots of pictures and uh some highlighted critical moments i bet so Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nail-biting moments where my tanks explode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. Doodles. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.